I'm going to tell you a quick story. Street performers tell great stories. I remember seeing you sweat. Be they comic or tragic, they're always entertaining. Oh my God, what a good one. This is a Stories from the Pitch short. Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a growing oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. Pitch politics can take on many different forms. The sort of confidence it takes to be a street performer is also the sort of bravado that can lead to a pissing match of one sort or another. What you choose to do when faced with one of those conflicts says a lot about what your true colors are as a human being. Al Miller connected with Lucky Diamond Rich over Skype to talk about LDR's performance history, which we put out as a bio-release in episode 91. But we saved two great stories about how to handle yourself on the pitch in a piece we're calling... Stand your ground. Do you want to tell uh, your boxing story with Bike Boy? Oh my God. So me, Nick Nicholas, and Bike Boy were all at a festival at the Wellington Street Performance Festival. And Bike Boy, I think he was taking steroids at that time. I'm not sure, (laughs) I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, because we both took steroids together. I did it with him. Obviously, I took too much and thought that I could get big without actually training. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's, that's another story. But yeah, uh, so we we're over there and and Bike Boy was saying to Nick, oh, yeah, I could take Lucky out. I'm a fighter. I could beat Lucky in a fight, right? Yeah. And then Nick jumped on it. He told me. And then I said to Bike Boy, I said, well, if you really think you can, right, then let's organize it. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like thinking, far out, he's calling my bluff on this. Right. Okay. So then I said, well, I've got a mate around the corner who's got a boxing gym. Let's um, go and do it, you know, put the pads on and, you know, the headgear and all that sort of stuff and, and we'll do it properly. And he's like, okay, done. And I owe Bike Boy some money at that stage. And I said, okay, well, let's put all the money on the line. <laughs> du- double or nothing. And he goes, yeah, okay, done. So, so Nick witnessed it. And Nick was the ref. Anyway, so Bike Boy put, uh, I think it was only one set of headgear. So he had the headgear on. He had the um, smaller gloves. I had the bigger gloves. So if I, I hit him, it wouldn't hurt as much. Right. And, um, yeah, I think I literally, I, I think we counted it. I've got the video. And I think I counted how many punches, but it was like a ridiculous amount of punches in three minutes. Right. And it got point where Sean had only got one punch in and I think I'd got like about 30 punches in or something like that Jesus. and towards the end you know I mean I wasn't even going hammer and tong I was just I mean you're a boxer boxing. like and he's never done boxing yeah. right <laughs> yeah that's right you gotta yeah. go and, easy um, a- anyway so he gave up and he, he threw the towel in and it's all on video and I'm gonna <laughs> donate it to Check ahead. The Busker um, Hall of Fame? Is, um, yeah, for the Hall of Fame. I'm going to bring it out of the archive. It's never been shown. It's never been on the internet. And I've been carrying it around with me for, Jesus, I don't know how long since since we actually <laughs> did the festival. Wow, that's and, amazing. Um, yeah, I think I was 25 or something or 26, mate. I can't even remember. Wow. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so poor bike boy for like about... I don't know, probably about a week was complaining about the headache. 
oh, <laughs> that he man. had from uh, being hit in the head so many times. And um, yeah. yeah, anyway, so I think he learned a pretty valuable lesson. Man. <laughs> good old bike boy. He's always good for a laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, at least he tried. I thought you got to give it to him. I mean, it, you know, not many people would stand up to a boxer yeah. uh, having not boxed ever in their life. So, no, good on him. I'm a bike boy in a lot of ways and yeah. and everything that he's done. Well, uh, let me tell you why Lucky Rich is my hero. I saw you that day in uh, in St Kilda, and that was one of my that was probably one of my first days street performing. You know, so I, you know, me and Mitch were doing our double act, and you know, doing a shows to like thirty people, and and here you are doing a show to you know eight hundred people, and I was just like, what the hell. And, you know, after that, I'd been in Sydney and JP and AJ and Damien and those guys were all there doing shows. And I'm like, but you know what? None of them get a crowd like that dude in Melbourne. Like, what's his story? You know? And then at some point you had come to Sydney and you'd done shows at Darling Harbour and you were telling me, like, you know, give me uh, ideas and tips and whatever. And in the beginning, and um, there was one day where at... It was Australia Day. It was my first Australia Day. We're at Circular yeah. Quay, and you're like, I'm working this spot here um, by the International Terminal, and, uh, you know, why don't you come and share the pitch with me, and we can just go back to back all day, just you and me. And I was like, fuck, yeah. You know, that's cool. <laughs> you're doing these yeah. big shows, and I'm doing, like, you know, a quarter of the size, whatever. You didn't care. And then Forrest comes up. You're on, right? And he goes, uh, who's next? I said, I'm next. And he's like well, I'll go next and you can go after me. And, you know, I was just like, ah, whatever, all right, you know, you go next. And uh, so you finished, climbed down, clicked your hat, and he walks out and you're like, what are you doing? Al's next. And I was like, oh, he, you know, he said he's going to go next. And I didn't put up a fight or anything. And you're like, no, no, Al's next. And, like, he starts, like, you know, getting a crowd and you basically, like, put your props in front of his and start doing your show, like, while he's, like, doing his show, and he, like, packs up and leaves, and I was like, this guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> so, after that, I was like, I was like, that's it, I'm sold. I'm like, this guy, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I must have been out of control, man. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I can't even remember doing that. That's so, so funny. Later that day, we, like, we jumped in a taxi, went to Bondi, and um, yeah, we did yeah, shows in Bondi. That. And that's like, there's a picture of us together where I'm like, I've got a red shirt on, you've got like a blue shirt yeah. on, and that's that's from that day. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. you're right. Yeah, that, that was so cool, man. And um, I guess um, the only thing I can say about that moment really is that I don't really like people that do that sort of stuff to yeah. other people on the pitch, you know what I mean? And um, I've always sort of been you know, back in the underdog, you know what I mean? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to be careful, you know, because, like, let's face it, who would have thought, you know, your show now and what you've done for the street performing industry is, like, night and day in comparison to anything Forrest has done, you know? Right, like, right. So, yeah. you know, you just never know. You just never know who you're, you know, stepping on someone's toes or being rude. To, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. So it means a lot to me to stand up for um, someone that I had an agreement with and that I believed in, and that was kind of like Forrest's style, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, what's funny is that Forrest was the first street performer I ever saw when I was, like, 
uh, 12 or 13 and like I didn't really register it until I started street performing and I was like I think I saw this guy when I was a kid <laughs> you know yeah look at that so yeah well thanks for sharing that with me man I'm glad I stood up for you yeah yeah it was cool <laughs> Stories from the Pitch is produced by the Busker Hall of Fame and is made possible through the efforts of a dedicated team who share a passion for the recording, editing, and presenting of these stories. This episode is proudly sponsored by Dolphin Creative, a company dedicated to supporting street theater and all of the incredible characters who make up this world. Wherever you perform, Dolphin Creative salutes you. For more information, please visit dolphincreative.org. And huge thanks to Stuart and his team for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to support what we're doing, please do consider swinging by the Busker Hall of Fame website and throwing a little love into our online hat by clicking on the donate button. Or become a sustaining supporter of this project at patreon.com slash buskerstories. Your contributions really do allow us to grow this resource and generate more content, so thanks in advance for supporting this project and helping us keep busking history alive. Music for this episode came from Tim Sars and the Carnival Band from Vancouver. Links to both Tim's work and the Carnival Band are posted in the notes section for this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website, so do check them out. Got a story to tell? Something you think we could improve? A performer you'd like us to interview? Or perhaps you're interested in becoming a sponsor of an upcoming episode? If so, drop Magic Brian a line at magic at buskerhalloffame.com. On behalf of myself, story editor Magic Brian, Al Miller who captured this story, and the rest of the staff of the Busker Hall of Fame, we hope this finds you well. And as you perform for audiences around the world, please remember to use your superpowers for good. I'm David Aiken, the Checkerboard Guy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>